Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So today, I'm going to actually do something a little different. I have four things I want to talk to you guys about. Four kind of separate things. Um, I was trying to think of, what am I going to do for the podcast this week? I sort of just made a list of like a couple different things and thought we'd do something a little bit different. So before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum and online classes. Right now is the time to stock up for the upcoming school year, so visit them at Apologia.com. They also have a ton of um, free resources on their website. If you go to Apologia.com, you can find their free welcome home ebook. Um, if you're thinking about homeschooling, I know many people out there right now are, um, and some other homeschooling helps that are free. They have activities for kids. So go over there and check them out. So I want to fill you guys in on what's been going around, uh, going on around here. Um, I know this is not an easy time for most people right now, our, our world and our our country. Um, and we need to be in prayer for that. It's been a rough week here for me. Um, and you know, I just know that there's so many hurting. I've had such a heavy heart and, um, I just would ask you, I would implore you to pray, to get in your word, to seek the Lord in all the things that are difficult right now. Um, it really is what we all need. And so, We've been busy around here besides all the hard stuff. Let's talk about some other stuff. We've been busy around here on our little hobby farm. We have some new animals. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you have to go and see our latest um, additions to the hobby farm. Well, let's see. A week or two ago? No, not a week ago. Maybe two or three weeks ago. We got two new ducklings. Now, we've had ducks before in the past, and I absolutely love them, Um, but we hadn't had them recently. And so somebody we knew was giving away two ducklings, and we decided to let Ethan, the little farmer boy, decide um, if he wanted them, because really he's the one, he's going to be 12 already in November. He's, he's 11. He'll be 12 in November, but he's the one who takes care of all the animals that it's like his joy. He loves the animals. The goats are his, um, the chickens he takes care of every single day. And so we let him have the decision and he wanted to take on that responsibility. And he's also getting, uh, let's see, he's getting 13 more chickens in a few weeks. So first we got the ducklings. Now I'm going to tell you their names and you're definitely going to say on the other side, wherever you're listening, aww, their names are Peaches and Puddles. <laughs> they are the cutest little creatures. And honestly, it's duck therapy. I sit out there and I hang out with the ducks and I watch them. They swim in their water. They're ducklings. They're, I'm not 
quite sure how old they are. I would say six weeks. They are um, adorable. One of them started quacking. If any of you know anything about ducks, if you if they quack, they're girls. And so we think we have a girl and a boy. So the girl is Peaches and the boy is Puddles. And um, I could just sit out there and watch them all day. They bring me such joy when I'm feeling heavy hearted to just look at them and be like, you know what? God created peaches and puddles. God created these adorable creatures and it helps you to kind of just focus on the simple things again. And so those were our first editions. And then yesterday we picked up a box at the post office. Yes, if you guys don't know, when you order um, chicks, they come in the mail and they are delivered to your post office. And the post office calls you and says, you have to come pick up your, your package. And you walk in the post office and you hear, cheep, 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 cheep. So that's what we did. We walked into our little post office and we hear this cheeping sound. And I'm like, I'm here for that cheeping box. So we had ordered um, guinea fowl. We've had those in the past before at Love's Farm. If you followed me way back when, you would have seen a lot. I used to put them up on Instagram all the time because they are a hysterical creature. They are um, protectors. They will be very, 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 very loud. Um, so, you know, if there's like a hawk circling, they'll protect the chickens. Um, and they eat a ton of ticks. That was really the reason I wanted them. The other reason I wanted them is they are so low maintenance. So we got them. They're little, they are the tiniest. You have to go to my Instagram. If you're not following me, you should go over and check it out. They are the tiniest little bird. They just sit in the palm of your hand. Well, they're tiny now because they're like two days old. Um, but they will grow to be larger and they will roam our property and they will make all kinds of crazy noises and they're very low maintenance when we had them previously they roosted in the tree by our house at night um, and they would come down in the morning they never left our property they'd wander all over our property but they never left you have to train them early on so that's why we have them little we're going to hold keep them in a coop for you know a month and then um hopefully they will not leave um, once they know this is their home, but hopefully they'll eat all the ticks and protect our chickens. Now, unfortunately, our guineas that we had last time, they were so protective, they were the ones that ended up getting taken by predators. Um, but they kind of are more wild. So, you know, they'll wander the property, but you're not going to like pick them up or uh, they're probably not going to come and sit by you like the ducks. They literally sit at my feet. They are adorable and they follow you around. They're so cute. So... <clears throat> That's been going on here, and it's just been fun to focus on, you know, something other than the news and something other than ourselves, you know, taking care of creatures. Um, when I talk about living simply, it's really a wonderful thing that I never expected when we started getting animals around here was <clears throat> how much I would enjoy, like, caretaking and taking care of other animals and just that whole, um, you know, responsibility of doing something outside of yourself and so I'm thrilled that Ethan our little farmer boy um he just oh, he loves the animals and you know when he found out yesterday that those guineas had arrived at the post office they called me 7 30 in the morning to tell me the box was there I woke him up I said the guineas are here it was like he just was so excited to get everything set up for them and you know temporarily they have to live in a brooder because they need warmth so we had to get the lamp going for them and it's just he's been so great with all of his animals so that's that's been going on around here also 
The Simply Living for Him online community is blossoming, it's growing, it's thriving. We have, I don't know, 600 and something members at this point. And if you're a lady out there and you're listening, we'd love to have you join us. If you're tired of the arguing that goes on online, come on over to the community because you won't find that there. Um, It's just a place for women to come. We have various groups for different things. So for June, we have a June writing challenge. And in that group, we are writing out the book of Philippians. We're writing out the book together. And so, I mean, you could do that at home. You could say, all right, I'll write out the book of Philippians. But it's really fun to have the other women doing it together because every day, not everyone, you know, does, you don't have to do any of the stuff in the community. There's groups there and you can do whatever you want or you can sit back and just read everything but not really um, participate. That's fine too. But there's a lot of women that will take pictures of their scripture that they're writing that day. And then what I love, women are sharing their insights and what they're learning as they're writing out the scripture. Because there's really something about slowing down and writing out the scripture that really um, helps like to see it in a different light. So I love that the ladies are like discussing it and asking questions and sharing their insights. We're all learning together. You know, we're all learning from each other. So that's our scripture writing group. Then we have our scripture memorization group. Right now we're in the process of uh, uh, memorizing Psalm 23 for this week. And each week in the month of June, we will be memorizing a different Psalm. The Psalms for this month are Psalm 23, Psalm 100. No, I don't know if I have that right off the top of my head. Um, but I think it is. And then for the last two weeks, it's Psalm 91. And then we also have on Monday, June 8th, a new Bible study beginning. This is what I'm like waiting for. I am so excited about this new Bible study. So I will be doing um, four videos each week for four weeks based on the scripture, Matthew 6, 25 to 34. And it's all about overcoming worry. And so we're going to talk about what does Jesus say in that passage about worrying. And I'm hoping that um, women can you know, find freedom from the chains of worry. Because I know myself, I suffered from that for many years. And I know many do now this is not I'm not talking about like an anxiety disorder, or if you have a, you know, diagnosed condition of anxiety, this isn't that this is like the everyday worry that consumes many of us, or sometimes we take it to like, a very high level where I guess it would borderline on anxiety, but we're not talking about a medically diagnosed issue. I just want to be clear. We're really just talking about the issue of worry and you know, and trusting God to provide for us in many different ways. So there will be four videos for four weeks. And then between the videos during the week in that group, women are going to have um, discussion. And, you know, I'm going to be putting questions and things out there on the first day of the week. And then during the week, women can watch the video at their own pace, on their own time. And then when you have the um, worksheet with the questions and things like that, if you want to work through it with other people in the group, that's what we'll be doing. So my goal is that we're going to be learning together. We're going to be learning from each other. We're going to, um, you know, grow together as women. And 
So that's the Bible study. So that's coming up June 8th. Now I've done a Bible study in the community already. It's called Getting Started in the Bible. And while it sounds very basic and you might say, well, I've been reading the Bible forever, I guarantee you there's something in there for everybody at every stage of life that they're in with, you know, reading the Bible. But it's really just a good refresher course too, because I provide a lot of resources and methods and things like that in studying the Bible. And the nice thing is, even though we completed that study as a group, the videos are always there, the worksheets are always there, and you can always go in that group at any time and ask questions or share insights on anything that has to do with studying the Bible. All of these things in the community are completely free. So I am doing this completely free. We do ask, um, you know, for donations, but that is not required at all. We are running it based on donation, but that is not required. We are just trusting God that the donations will come in to keep the community open. Um, and then we have a prayer group where women go in, you know, and they feel like it's a safe place to ask for prayer. Um, and we also have a group called the Great Commission, where women go in and share different ideas about um, you know, sharing the gospel in their communities. Because really the main goal of the Simply Living for Him online community is not just to provide like a place for women to go and feel good and fluffy and all that. It's really a place for us to grow together as women, as sisters in Christ, where we can grow together, get in the word together, really spur each other on. That's the beautiful thing about this um, community. There's no drama. There's no negativity. It's all about, you know, the things we're learning in the word and keeping each other, um, you know, uh, excited about getting in the word and encouraging each other and learning from each other because there's so many women in there at different ages and stages of life. And so... <clears throat> You know, it's really it's really nice to have that place um, to to grow in your walk with the Lord, but it's not meant for us to then just stay online and keep it there. It's meant for us to grow as Christians in our personal life, so that we get offline and we are reflecting Christ out in our real life, out in the world. And you know, right now the world is a dark, dark place. The world needs the light of Christ. And so that's my main goal for the Simply Living for Him online community. I haven't posted much about it this week. I really wanted to do some videos and, you know, get on my social media and encourage women, you know, in what it was. But right now, I just felt like I had to be a little quiet and step back because there was just so much going on and, and emotions are high and all that. But I'll be getting on social media probably to discuss a little bit more about what we're doing in the community because I really feel it's so important that we um, get in the Word of God as women and we grow in our knowledge of the Lord, you know, what the Bible says, the, the absolute truth of the Bible, because that's really what the world needs. And also, the more we are transformed to be more like Christ, to be Christ-like women, we're going to take that out to a world that needs Christ more than ever. So... <clears throat> Anyway, that was a little bit, those were some of, that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was, um, you know, just the simplicity I found lately in, in the farm and um, the excitement about just, you know, the community. So there's two things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, and <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to say too was one of the other topics, remember, I, told, I think I told you there were four, um, was that <sighs> something that struck me today 
when this pandemic first began and, you know, nobody knew, I don't think in March, really what was in store for us. I know for me in the very beginning when it first started happening and we were like, hmm, maybe I should go to the grocery store because they're saying like we might not be able to go out for a little while or, you know, maybe I should go stock up a little bit. I really never expected that come June, we'd still be, you know, in the thick of this, even though I know, praise the Lord, things are opening up, at least in my state, the numbers have gone way down. And I'm in New Jersey, so we were really hit um, the hardest here in the New York City area. And, you know, the numbers have gone incredibly down. So praise the Lord for that. Um, And so I had no idea back then, but I do remember in the very beginning, I was like, oh, stay at home for two weeks. Because in the beginning, that's what they said, two weeks. Stay at home for two weeks. Well, this is nice. You know, for somebody like me who's a homebody and who wants to get rid of all the distractions and clutter, I'm like, you're speaking my love language, right? And, you know, that doesn't disregard. Of course, there was the worry about the virus and hearing about people getting sick and and passing and hearing about jobs, you know, on the line. That was not, I mean, so I don't want to make it sound like it was all like... um, you know, peaches and cream. But I remember thinking at that time, well, being home, this is like, this is what I've been waiting for, right? Because I kept thinking, I can do all the things I want to do that I always say I don't have time for, or I can really get in my word. And I remember thinking, this is what the world needs. The world like needs a reset button. And it's like the Lord is handing it over to us. He's like, you know what? You're all going to be with your families every day. Kids aren't going to school. You're all going to be, you know, home together. Um, You're going to slow down because you can't go anywhere. You're going to be forced to stay home and to, um, you know, be still. And I thought, this is fantastic. This is what the world needs. This is, you know, this is, this is the world needs people to slow down. The world needs people to reprioritize because I think our world was just like so out of control with busyness and not being focused and focused on the wrong things. And you know what? It really proves my point when I always say simplifying isn't about just getting rid of the stuff. I always say the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. Part of it is getting rid of the stuff that distracts us so that we can focus more on him. But at the root, it's always a heart issue. And I don't believe we are any better off two and a half months later than we were in early March. And that to me is sad because our culture had this opportunity to like strip it all away. I did a podcast about that. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, In the beginning, you're like, you know, it's all stripped away. Let's focus, you know, on the things that matter. Let's realize, especially when you're in a place where, you know, like for us, where we were really in, you know, one of the hardest hit areas, your mortality, you're really faced with it. You know, you hear about people you know sick. You hear about people you know dying. You hear about people you know who have died. And there's this thing out there and it's not discriminating and it could happen to you. And so you you are faced with your mortality. And I always think in times like that, you know, it's just like it says in the Bible in Proverbs, it's better to go to the house of mourning than the house of feasting, right? When you're like close to death, it's actually... um 
not necessarily a bad thing because it helps you to like, whoa, let me, like, it's like somebody splashed cold water on your face. Like, whoa, let me just get back to reality here. This life is not about all the stuff that I've been chasing every day. And so that's what I thought. Like, you know, the whole world is going to be reprioritized, but it just shows you if you don't have Jesus, you can simplify all you want. It's not going to help. You know, I always say that, you know, when, at Simply Living for Him, I always talk about getting rid of clutter and chaos. And, you know, people would think, you know, that I was like an organization website, you know, about like how to how to minimize and clear clutter. And part of part of my ministry in the very beginning actually was more of that stuff. Um, but I always said it's not the main thing. Like that's part of helping you to get rid of distractions. But if you don't have Jesus, you can minimize all you want. You're still going to be in the dark. You can get rid of all the stuff in your schedule, all the stuff in your home, right? You can't go shopping right now during the pandemic. I felt like, you know, oh, we're not going shopping. We're not bringing anything in. I mean, besides groceries, of course. But, you know, you're not just like randomly walking around the Target dollar area bringing home stuff, right? And so, you know, you're kind of like just like everything was peeled away for the whole nation at once, which is like unheard of, right? I remember saying that to Steve, like, I cannot believe that like the entire country right now has pretty much had everything stripped away. And I had such high hopes, like, is this going to bring us more together? And this is going to have people like get back to what matters most. And people now maybe will hear about Jesus. And, you know, I'm going to share about Jesus as much as I can online, because that's how I can reach people during a pandemic. And that's how I started the Simply Living Him for commu uh, community as well during this time. And I had just had such high hopes. But like I said, it proves the fact that it's a heart issue because our entire nation had a chance to strip it all away, to get back to what matters most, to face their mortality, to find Jesus, to, you know, even if they weren't finding Jesus at this time, they were realizing that love your neighbor. You know, everybody's like in this hard time, let's be unified. And what I saw happen in that pandemic, when everything was stripped away, we became more divided. Than ever, and it breaks my heart. And now, in this past week, we are even more divided. Just when I thought we couldn't get any more divided than we were, boy, was I wrong. And my heart is heavy, and it really shows that we need Jesus. That is the answer. You can have everything in the world at your fingertips, you can have trips and vacations and wealth and acquire homes and cars and stuff and dine out and have all this stuff and have friends and parties and people and be empty. And you can have none of it. It can all be taken away. You're still empty. It isn't about the stuff or lack of stuff. It's a heart issue. This world needs Jesus more than ever. And, you know, I have been really spurred on in this time that my, my place in this world is to share the gospel. Matthew 28 says, go and make disciples. It doesn't say when the time is right. And sometimes we do that in life. Like, yeah, I'll get to that, but I'm going to deal with my stuff first. No, go and make disciples. Um, it talks in Acts 1, uh, is it Acts 1, 8 or 18? I'm, I'm not thinking off the top of my head, but it says, um, 
be witness, Jesus says, be witnesses first in Jerusalem, then Sumer, uh, Judea, Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. And I was thinking about this, you know, um, recently that, you know, people have interpreted as first in your home, Jerusalem, then Judea, you like your state, your county, your community, you know, the surrounding further Samaria is next. Like you are reaching the, the places that are, might be uncomfortable because like back then you wanted to avoid Samaria and then all the ends of the earth. And I was thinking, you know, it starts at home. And it's not that we don't witness to all those places. It's not that we have to go in order first in Jerusalem, you know, and then we can go to the other places. But it tells us that we are to witness really at home to our families. What kind of witness are you right now to your family with all this stuff going on in the world? Now's your time to either shine Christ's light or to get swallowed up in the darkness of the world. Are you witnessing in Jerusalem, in your home? And then, you know, they're letting, you know, restrictions are being lifted in many places. So we're able to get back out into our communities, Lord willing, it's going to be more and more. So are we witnessing then into our Judeas, right? Into our surrounding areas and our communities, and then, uh, you know, Samaria, the places that are more difficult, and then basically all the ends of the earth. But it's, it starts at our Jerusalem, really in our hearts, in our own selves first, because we cannot go and witness to all those places if we aren't getting in the word. And that's going to bring me to my next topic, getting in the word. And I would tie this into the topic that I talked about with the Simple Living for Him community, but we have to be in the word now more than ever. The entire world is bickering over everyone's view of truth. We have to stand firm on the word of God and his truth. And we can't just share a meme about it. And we can't just share a Bible verse online. And we can't just share our opinions or an article. We have to get in the word so that we know the truth, not so we can share a meme or, you know, argue our point. So we can live it out because the word of God transforms us from the inside out so that we don't even have to think about, I'm going to make this argument. I'm going to make this point. No, the truth and the light of Christ flows out of you so very naturally because you have been in the word. You have been communicating with the Lord. You have been spending time in prayer. That's why I feel so strongly about the Simple Living for Him community. It's getting women in the word, not just for themselves. It's not some self-help book. It's to equip them for a world that needs the truth, a world that needs the light of Christ, a world that needs Jesus, the hope of Jesus. And so I implore you, get in the word this week. If anything, you would hear my voice in your head saying, get in the word, get in the word. Because, I mean, ultimately, I want you to hear God's voice telling you that. But I'm saying if there's anything you would learn from me, that would be one thing that I would hope would get stuck in your head. Get in the word. You're on the internet. You feel your blood boiling. Turn it off. Get in the word. You know, I posted the other day online, we would all do this world a world of good if we got off the internet, got in our word, and then did what it said and went out and loved our neighbor. 
too much stuff right now, too much with the internet, too much with the stuff. I told my kids yesterday, I said, you know, when I was growing up, you got the newspaper and then you put on the news at night. We would always put on the news after supper and, you know, the six o'clock news and you would watch that. You have the newspaper, you go through that and that's it. You turn it off. So there were bad things going on and there was news and there was, you know, the media was whatever, but it wasn't in your face. You discussed it maybe with people during the day, like civilized people. And I know that, you know, I'm I'm kind of idealizing it. Of course, people had disagreements, but you didn't have what we have today. Like I said to my kids, well, then I remember the 24-hour news stations came out, you know, later in my life, the 24-hour news stations became a thing. And all of a sudden, if you guys remember the O.J. Simpson trial, right? Things like that, like these big things were like in your face because you had 24-hour news channels and they were just all the time. And I remember people saying, we don't need these 24-hour news channels because they're just looking for stories to fill airtime. And we don't need all of this in our homes 24 hours a day. But back then you could turn the TV off or you didn't have to put that channel on, right? And now, like I said to my kids, you can't even imagine a world like that or a life like that, can you? And they said, no. I said, can you imagine where you only got your news after we ate dinner and we put the TV on and then after the hour was up, we turned it off and maybe discussed it and that was it? They can't fathom it. You know why? It's in their faces 24 hours. We don't even have TV. So we don't have news channels going on 24 hours in our home. But everyone does have access to the internet. And I have kids now that are young adults. I mean, I have a 19-year-old. And so, you know, we're all, we all have access. And not just in our home, but if I think about, you know, the entire culture right now is inundated with the goings on and not just inundated with the news, but inundated with everybody's opinion and everybody's, you know, point of view and everybody's argument. And that's what's causing so much trouble. And so I'm going to say it again, the word of God, this is the most important thing on this podcast. I said, I was talking about four things. This is the most important thing. Get in the word of God and equip yourself. Life is about So much more than all these little things we get hung up on. Life is about living for Christ. Life is about shining, knowing him and making him known. Shining his light in this dark, dark, dark world that only seems to be getting darker and heavier. So shine the light of Christ. But you can't do that if you're not sitting at his feet and listening to him. And filling up on the truth, it says in Philippians 4, 8, fill your mind with all things that are lovely and pure and excellent and praiseworthy. As soon as I get into the word of God, because the word of God is all those things, I can feel it like come over me. I'm relaxed. I'm filled up on truth. All that heaviness and burden, it's, you know, it's there. Those things in this world are going on. But you see everything through the perspective and the lens of God. You don't feel that way when you're on the internet these days. And whether you're participating in the arguing or not, just the act of reading some of the comments and the things and the arguing, it's enough to make you just like want to crumble sometimes. So I implore you, after you listen to this podcast, would you do that for me? 
Would you just turn it all off and go to your word? Would you just ask the Lord to fill you up with his spirit so that you can be a light out there? Not so you can be right. Not so you can prove a point. Like I talked about this with my kids this week. When people want to argue their opinion or they want to say things, this and that, it's not about being right. There should be a a listening and a speaking. And you as a Christian have the truth. And you speak that truth in love. It's not because you want to prove a point or be right. You don't have to. Jesus speaks for himself. The word of God speaks for itself. You do not need to prove your point. You just need to share the truth. And when you do that, nothing can stop the light in the darkness. It is your job just to be that light. So please, would you do that for me? And if you do that for me, will you let me know? You can email me. You can tag me in a post somewhere on social media. I want to know that women are saying yes to God's word and no to all the junk out there. So I hope that this podcast, I, ho- I like I said, I was doing a little bit of a couple different things here. I hope that this encouraged you in some way. It's kind of hard. Like I was thinking, what do I even talk about right now with all this stuff going on? I almost didn't do the podcast, but I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm just going to talk about a few different things that are on my mind. And so that's what I did. I hope that this encouraged you. And if it did, please let others know by sharing the podcast or sharing my, um, my social media with others or my website, simplifyforhim.com. Let them know that, um, you know, that what I'm doing over here is solely to point people to Jesus, not to my opinions, not to my truth. I'm pointing people to the truth. I want women to be equipped in a very dark world with the light of Christ and to shine that light out there. Um, my devotional is still available on Amazon, the Simply Living for Him devotional, Less Clutter, More Joy. So many people told me that that devotional has blessed them during this time, especially while they've been home and all that. So that makes me um, just feel so blessed. I'm working on a new book. And it is, uh, the title is going to be released really soon. It's a homeschooling book. And lastly, I did want to say, and I forgot at the beginning, I promised you guys that Grace, my daughter, is going to come on the podcast to talk about her experience homeschooling. And she's going to, we just haven't been able to find the day or time to sit down and do it. Go figure. She's still busy, even with the pandemic going on. Um, but we, uh, will get that done and she will be on the podcast um hopefully very soon i'm not going to say next week because i don't know what tomorrow brings um but if it is next week i'll be so thankful and if not we will do it we will do it um lord willing and so you can listen for that in an upcoming episode hey if you have questions for her that might help her um even more to do the recording because at first she's like oh i don't know what do i say and i'm like oh honey i just want you to talk about your experience homeschooling people want to hear about it you know from kindergarten to college that you've homeschooled and she i feel like she's such a great successful homeschooling story not of her success or my success but it just proves god's work and his success really um, so if you have questions for that, please email me, Karen at simplylivingforhim.com or message me somewhere and let me know because that would be helpful for her to know what people are interested in. So I thank you for listening. I'm praying for all of you out there. If you have prayer needs, never hesitate to reach out and uh, email me and I will pray for you. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.